I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, what's going on, my bro? Uh, Murky's Dave is with us, everyone. Okay. How straight, are you? Straight in. Yes, man. How are you, yes, my bro? Man. Yeah, just uh, nice to be in West London, man. Why Why did you say, oh, you're Hackney, innit? Yeah, is man. I came with my passport. Yeah, oh my <laughs> God, don't do that, you man. Know, West London's not Croydon. The, the GPS ain't working the same. Way, <laughs> <laughs> West London is, is the reason why it felt, how did you get here? Um, Public transport. Jesus crispy. Yeah. What? I can't even drive. Big man, it is. I don't, I don't have a driver's license. No, but I hear that. But today is tube strikes. Did you know that? No. Oh my God. I got an overground. Oh, you got overground? Yeah, bruv. You know, like, London is in a pickle today. Did you bruv, not know that? I'm standing in solidarity, man. <laughs> I hear that strike, loud. I hear that loud. I'm strike, bruv. Huh? But I didn't know. I actually didn't know. You didn't know? No. Nah. London is in a Like, as we're recording this, London today is in a pickle. I left, I had something to do in in Leicester Square today and I had to leave from Shepherd's Bush. Now to give context, Shepherd's Bush to Leicester Square on an average day takes about 25 minutes at the black. That is me saying that at a push. Yeah. You could get there in 15 minutes drive. Right, right. You get what I'm saying, yeah? Big man, it took me an hour and a half 90 minutes. 90 minutes from Shepherd's Bush. Mate, we stand in solidarity. I hear that. <laughs> Are you on the side? <laughs> Do you know why they're striking in that? Uh, yeah, I've been following it. Okay. Yeah, but I, I see more about the nurses. The nurses are striking. At the moment. But yeah, I mean, the country's not working, so... The country's in gotta, bits, People got to do what they got to do, man. What does that look like, though? It looks like 90 minutes. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. But you see, like, the, even the nurse, because that's about pay and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that the nurses had a, a union like that. Mm. I actually did not know that. Yeah. But, like, what does a strike of nurses look like? I guess, like, I guess that they don't go to work. I understand that. But, like, nurses... No, I don't think, I mean, I guess we're about to find out. They don't, I think for them to be striking it, it's got to be serious because what motivates you to be a nurse is not like being like a, working on the trains, it's a job, isn't it? But if you're a nurse, you're naturally like, you want to care for people, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're being pushed to like not work, then it must be 
pretty serious the conditions that you're dealing with I've been seeing things like where they're having to eat the leftovers from the patients and stuff like that but we'll see what I do know though is that they're not gonna they haven't shut down all the cancer stuff right and if it's like an emergency they'll still come through so it's like they're striking but they're not gonna let anyone die or anything like that you know okay so my cynical mind leads to this okay right we're gonna strike but obviously if you are really in a pickle yeah then I'm gonna come into work yeah so then how do you know when this is not a question for you but you can answer it if you can when someone's in a pickle in a hospital, usually they ring the thing, whatever. Have you, you have you ever oh, been like, in like, the hospital when you, someone's in a pickle in a hospital? What like a, like you A&E. need an injection? Oh shit, fucking! It's worn off now. Oh my god, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. drop off all of that now, yeah. So then you ring the thing, and then they usually come and they'll help you in whichever way. So if you're standing outside or you're not at work, well, it's not gonna ring off on your I've watch. I don't know how it works, man. Do you get what that's, I'm saying? That's that's, that's, a, that's a good practical problem. Because I, I hear you. It's there. like when you what motivates you to be a nurse is like more than money and stuff like that. It's care, but if you ain't able to care for people, you need money to be able to care. Yeah, really, you do. Like in the way that we in the in that form anyway, you need money. You need you need care for them to care. 100%. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, because you, otherwise, how are you going to even have the, if you're trying to pattern yourself, how are you going to have the headspace to assist? Exactly. You, you, you need to be at a certain base level. Right. Yeah. So, so I understand that, but then I think, shit, like, I get it, like, I get, and we talked a bit about processing and stuff before, yeah, listen, it makes sense. Sometimes you've got to, unfortunately, maybe put people's lives at risk in order for the future of other people's lives to be better. You might have to do that. But I guess it's like, it's a bit mad when it's your life or it's your family's life. Or I know, I know. I've, you know got, I mean? I've got family that have been in the hospital like this month. Do you know what I mean? So it's, but you've got to think the steps that they go through, because there's steps that they go through before they strike. I've seen that from when um, Mick Lynch was talking about the trains. It's like they're having a dispute with them. They're going back and forth. Mm. But at a certain point, if you're not hearing what you need to hear, then that's when you take it to that. Mm. You, you take it, that's industrial action. You just, you start disrupting you have to, the yeah. services yeah, because yeah. that's the the. It's just like it's like anything in it. It's like if you if you me and you have a problem, we're talking, and then you look at me like we do have a problem. No 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 no. <laughs> I'm deep in that. You know I'm, no, I'm deep. No, but like yeah. like you, you 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 go you go you talk. Yeah. And then if that's not working, then it might escalate. And I guess that's the same thing with the strikes, isn't it? That's the version of pulling up. On someone yeah. to the yeah, it's like yo, bro. Like I did, I'm not loving the way I'm unhappy. Why are you unhappy? I'm not happy about this, that, and the fourth, and whatnot. Ah, uh, well, what can we do about it? I feel like I'm gonna need this, that, and the fourth. Well, hear what I'm saying. I can't provide that, but I can give you this. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not really loving that though. Yeah. So like, can you just pattern me? Uh, don't you ain't gotta give me that, but mm. bust me with this, boy. It's either this or not. And then it's don't talk to me like that. Exactly. Are you talking? You think I'm a bro? Exactly. Like, I'll not turn up to work. Yeah. Bro. I'm not a dickhead, guys. <laughs> it's the same. Bro, then don't turn up to work then because I'm yeah. not loving the way that you're chatting to me right yeah. now. All right, fuck it then. Yeah. I'm not. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> then before you know it, yeah. man's not turning up to work. But you not turning up to work obviously is a disruption to a lot of people. But mm. I get, I understand it though. I like, I get, I understand. But the, my my thing is, 
I don't think. I just don't know if we're in a point in life and in civilization, yeah, where we will ever come to an agreement on stuff. You know that. I don't know, but I think on the on the overarching thing, I think we're always moving forward. So it's like it always feels like conflict. But then you look back. So if you look at like the seventies or the eighties, they were still having the same kind of. 70s is a good example where it was like, it's very similar to now, like in terms of like the economic conditions and stuff like that. But it's like, you look at how the 70s was, people would just, people would just say nigger like it was calm or whatever. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. society has moved forward, but it feels like we're fighting the same, like, you know, like when, when like, um, I listened to the, one of the ones you, uh, one of the pods you did about uh, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. recently. And, um, so my, for my parents, say, I'm telling them about what was going on in 2020, and they're just like, we've been through that mm. two, two, three times already, like nothing's gonna change kind of thing. But it, nothing nothing changes in a moment, or it doesn't feel everyone's gone back, all the corporations have gone back, but you look at, there the are things that change. So I do think we move forward, we're always at war, but these, it's like incremental changes over time, I think. That, mm. that that happened like 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 little things like so for instance like in the seventies I I was I, I mean this is pandemic in it like I watched a like a, uh, a documentary about the seventies and like women couldn't take out loans without their husband mm, yeah signing off yeah and stuff like, or credit cards and stuff like that so it's like that's m- mad to us that women couldn't even have our own bank account really yeah yeah well, a woman can own, obviously now a woman could have her own home my great grandmother she's still alive I mentioned this before she's 104 years old wow. she was never able to she doesn't own her own home because when she came here she wasn't able to do that and she wasn't yeah. married okay so she was never able to have a mortgage wow do you get so what I'm saying with, and then imagine like at the time now where she could probably get a mortgage She's like in her fifties or sixties, and mortgage companies ain't really trying to give you a twenty year something. Oh, because it's so a harder mortgage. It's a hard exactly because yeah, yeah. you don't. They don't even know whether you're even going to be alive, whether you're even going to be able to work, mm-hmm. like what your faculties are going to be like and whatnot. Yeah, like I think in in regards to like maybe in regards to like how we deal with each other, elements of it has moved on a bit, um, and we're there's more conversations being had. So like, there's certain things that have gone that are like covert and then there's other things that are overt yeah. so like conversations we're overtly having conversations yeah and we're talking about stuff and but i think people's ignorance of being covert so it's still there but it's kind of under the thing and it's yeah. more done with undertones or whatnot and i would probably say that i know that some people would probably say it's better to just know that if these are your opinions this is just how you are but i don't know about that i have to really think about that I just think that it's like, it's good that we're able to have these types of conversations. But I think when it comes to the point of, you know what, like a decision that needs to be made, there's a decision that needs to be made now in regards to the better of, the betterment of the people. Not everyone, because you're not gonna be able to please everyone, but let's just say 70%. Let's just say if we could just get 70% on board yeah, the 30% matter, but the majority rules, yeah? If we could just get 70%, I just don't know if we can we can do that right now. I just don't know, bro. I don't know, man. I, I feel like... Am I, I being a pessimist? 
but I think it's good. I think it's good. I'm, you know, I've been told I'm an I'm a annoyingly optimistic. <laughs> so right. it's good to have a balance of, of of approaches. I think, but I don't know. I feel like most people, like when you sit down in a room with a person, doesn't matter what culture they're from or what part of the country they're from, economic background or whatever, you can kind of get on a level with them. But I feel like so I think we can hit that seventy percent. I think like one of the problems that I think is I mean in this country is definitely our print media. Print media, go yeah, and elaborate I think, on that. I think the Daily Mail, the Express, just like that that for for that because we, we consume our stuff through like I mean this is media right now, mm-hmm. so, but but um <clears throat> there's still that generation of people that goes pick up the newspaper in the in the supermarket or whatever. And like, I mean, I don't read that stuff, but I look, I always look at the front covers and I'm just like, what? Like, it just feels like it's a different- And you, you, know, you do know that those people, yeah, that still buy those newspapers are like, they are like prominent voters. Yeah, they all vote. They've so got they, the time. They all vote. So that's, so they all, that's, the... that's why like, sometimes a lot of things go against us because mm. even though, yeah, we're, it's an aging society, like they're all voting. Yeah, yeah. They're invested. And 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 they've got like a really kind of like strong idea of what they think the country should be, or whatever. But it's like they're not always that clued up. They're not that tapped in, really. Do you, you know? think that we know the direction of which? Do you think that we could all universally agree on where the country should be? I think that the. I mean, it's it's. Our, our idea of what Britain is is totally even like is. Do you know what's funny? Like, we'll, I, I don't think of myself as English, say yeah. But I'll, if I'm like abroad, I say I'm from the UK or from, you know, because what's your heritage? My my parents are Caribbean, so I'm Jamaican and St Lucian. Right. Well, well, how about you? Jamaican. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I would see myself as Black British, mm-hmm. but not Same. as I don't really associate myself as English, do you know what I mean? The English flag doesn't really, I don't know. But then if you speak to, it's funny, if you speak to a Welsh person or a Scottish person, they're the other way. And they're, they don't, like a young person, they might, no, no, say if they were white, say, they might more heavily identify with being Scottish and be like, no, bun UK, we want to separate. Yeah. So I think that there's so loads of different strains of, identity happening in this country at the, at the moment. And I think, I guess there always will be, but we kind of have to, like, yeah, that's where you, what you're saying about that 70% is hard to get to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, actually. There, I feel like there is a, I think there's a slight identity crisis in within this country. And the reason why I say that is because, yes, there will be a large group of people who feel like, the country, this country is theirs and they know what this country looks like or whatnot. But the reason why I say that there's an identity crisis there is because there's a large demographic of people who are in denial about who is actually from here. So to, to speak directly, um, let's just say like uh, Richie Sunak. Mm. You see, as soon as he become prime minister, yeah. the first thing people were saying was, well, he's not fucking from here. <laughs> what the fuck? He can't represent me. He can't fuck. <laughs> so that straight away, it's like you, if you have a certain color of skin, even though his parents or his grandparents or whoever it is was born somewhere else, but he was born here, yeah. grew up here and was in, you know, in the mix of things. I don't know if he was in the mix of things, but let's just say he was. Yeah. Like you're 
to them, you will never be seen as part of what is here. I haven't really seen people say it like those kind oh, of Oh, you listen to LBC. Oh, okay. Oh, Are they really going in oh, on him? Hey, listen, James O'Brien is my don and I want to have him on the couch. But but that's so funny though, because actually that would be a good conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely down. want to have sit down with James But O'Brien. that's so funny because it's like, what we're looking at now is a, a post-Brexit Britain. So everything that happened that these men wanted is what's happening now. So you made your bed, didn't it? It's like, now True. you've got a brown man running the country. That's, you know, at the end of the day, he was a Brexiteer and you, you know, like it's the Conservative Party. That's what you yeah, wanted. So Boris did a Boris. Yeah, he did his And thing. here we are. Enough gallon, Boris, Boris, did, Boris did Brexit so he could get into number 10. Yeah. He did his thing. Liz Trust, well, she didn't even do a thing. She no, just, no, she was just there a couple of weeks. It was just a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then now we've got this. So it's just like, what, you know, this is what you, this is what you wanted. But even elaborating more on the identity crisis thing just a bit, yeah. I think also the identity crisis is on the other side too. And what I mean by that is, I think that you have a generation of people who are, let's say, third or fourth generation here. Okay. Yeah. And are in denial that they are from here, even though their heritage is somewhere else. So you can you can embrace that your heritage is here, but the the thought of saying, I like, I'm just not really from here, but wait, not only was you born here, but your mum was born here, and your dad was born here, mm, mm, and mm, your mm. grandparents was born here. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's like, so you're like third generation. Big man, you're kind of, <laughs> even though it's not your country, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. from here. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You see, like when I go to America, for example, yeah, like my parents, Jamaican, whatnot. But see, like America in particular, and I was just talking to someone about this just the other day, yeah. I've always had this thing where I know that this country has got its problems and I know also that this isn't the country that I would... I feel like I would want to be in for the rest of my life. Mm. I feel like I would love to go and spend a part of my time in Jamaica and whatnot when I'm retired and just do a bit of both because I feel like I'll still have my family here and whatnot, yeah. But I've always had this thing where I was proud of the culture that we, elements of the culture that we created mm. in this country, mm -hmm. yeah. And so whenever I traveled somewhere else, I always carried that with me. Yeah, I'm And saying. I did that even with in the way that I dressed. Yeah. So... You know what? If I went to America, like I'm not wearing Sean John or I'm not doing, even though Louis Vuitton and that's not from there, I'm not doing the Louis stuff and this, that and the fourth. When I go there, I'm just probably just might wear my trap starting, yeah, my yeah, Benjart yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. whatever it is. Or or if I'm just dressing casually, then it will just be a young Zara or whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. But like if I'm wearing a name or a brand that has a name on it, it's for me, if I'm going into a certain space, especially if I'm taking a picture, I'm wearing one of the man yeah, yeah. And that, for me, gives me a sense of pride. So when someone comes to me and says, oh, yeah, where are you from? I'm like, yeah, I'm from London, isn't it? But yeah. I represent a certain type of thing and I'm happy and proud to be able to do that. But I think ultimately a lot of people are like, oh, no, 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 I'm not from here. But you're, when you look at your lineage, though, like the last three generations, let's say, has been from here. And you would probably find that when you go home, even though, even though you will be embraced a certain way, when shit hits the fan, they will be very quick to remind you that you're not from here, you know? But I think then you, you're caught in the middle, aren't you? Right. I, I feel like anybody, I mean, I'm second generation, so, but I do feel, it's like, it's an easier thing to say you're from London. You say, man's from London. It's like, that's, know, a, that's know, a different kind of badge to being like, 
I'm but you English. say I'm British. I'm like English. A you know, it's a different I thing, isn't it? You mm. know, but but I think that um, if for someone who is fourth generation and they don't feel like they're British or they don't feel like they're English, whose fault is that? Is that their fault? No. Is that the fault of the, the environment that, that is hostile to them that they feel like they have to, you know, because, you know, yeah, if, when I go to Jamaica, they can tell I'm not. Can I pause you just for yeah. a second? Um, if you just look here, yeah, he's because he sat forward. He's like okay. quite at the end of the thing. So that's yeah. all right. If that's your comfortable place, we'll just. I'm kind of coming in between, so I'm just. So yeah, I, just should I stay? Just go, come this way. Yeah. Just so that you're not like at the end of the screen, basically. Yeah, yeah. Hold your thought, yeah. So is it better that I hold here now? No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. Sorry, mama. So yeah, you said even though you're from Jamaica or your parents were from Jamaica or, or you go. No, to but Jamaica. you know, but when I go when I go to Jamaica, then they know that I'm they, they know that I'm not from there. Yeah, there's you're from country. So it's like they say you're from country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like you you, you know you're caught. But I, I think I think there's a beauty in that, and I, I I think that my whole life I've walked in between different worlds and I think that's actually as I've gotten older I've realised it's a, it's a big strength hmm. to be like the translator right you know? I hear that yeah and has anyone ever mixed you for being mixed race as well like oh yeah, your mother's white or <sighs> nah my only f certain girls try to say it but they always just try it's because oh, I'm he's light a lighty, uh, he's I'm a light, lighty. It's, it's, I mean uh, you got bare panani from that innit bare <laughs> panan bread I got bare panan bread from nah, being bro. fake lighty nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back in the day, but like it was just nobody just, cancel me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> joke. Nah, that stuff was silly, man. Yeah. But I don't have my features are black. I got black features. Yeah. I don't have, yeah. and I'm a hundred percent. As you know, what I did my DNA test, and you know what's funny? Because my uncle did his first, but on my solution, so my uncle came up like quarter Irish. Okay, so I'm like thirteen percent. So I do have a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah. You been alright though. Me, what have you been doing? I'm good, bro. I just come off tour, bro. Right. This is. I think this is the first thing I've done since I just. I just slept all last week, man. I was knackered, bro. Is man. it? How many dates did you do? And where did you go? Um, I did like seven dates, just, nice. just UK. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. yeah it How was, was nice. It? it was my favorite tour, man. By far. Sick. By far, my favorite tour, man. There's something different about the audiences this time versus before. Like I'm still trying to put my finger on it, but it was something. There was more of a like. I think something, it's something to do with the new music. It's something to do with me being more confident. You being more confident? Yeah, definitely. Elaborate on that. Definitely. I was more in tune with the music. But I think it's also maybe a post-COVID thing. But it was a more of a spiritual energy. In I definitely felt with the performances, there was a... It's like, it's not just me doing songs that people know and them singing along. There's actually like an exchange happening here. There's like a catharsis of we're all letting something count in the room that wasn't there before, before when I did, cause I've done a couple of tours before off my first album, but they were more like, yeah, people were there. They loved the music, they're singing along, but there was something more human. I can't, I'm still putting my, I think if you ask me in six months, I'll know exactly what it was, but it was definitely, there's something more spiritual there that wasn't there before. Right, right, right. The, 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 um, the part that interests me is the confidence element. Mm. Um, feeling more confident. So did you 
have a loss of confidence or is the, the confidence just strengthened? And if the confidence strengthened, how do you strengthen your confidence? I think from just doing the doing the thing that you that you you're doing. So it's like I'll, I'll go on stage the first time. I think you see that with a lot of like, especially um, a lot of artists that might have a, a tune or two that blow up online, mm. and then they haven't re performed before. They go out there, and the performance is not really saying anything. But they might just come with some bluster and cover it up. But they're still not necessarily confident yet. I don't think. Mm. Uh, there's a few artists, I won't name any names, but there's a few artists I've seen that, that I love their music. And then the first time I've seen them, kind of trash. And then it's kind of gotten better over time. And then you see them at award shows and da da da, da And then like, oh, like, yeah, like I see the, the level. So it's, I guess, start somewhere um, with it. But um, I guess, uh, it's, it, it, I think for me, I've, I've, ha I've, I've been involved in different musical projects, but, I guess my solo thing, at first stepping out as myself, it was like, it's a bit daunting. Whereas now I feel a lot more just like comfortable in my skin, in my ability as, a, as an artist, as a writer, as a performer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a bit more, I'm just on a, on a, on a, on a solid ground with it now. And, I, and, and for me now, it's where can I take it? It's like, let's, let's fucking go. Whereas before it was like, you know, like kind of, uh, I'm in, I'm in the room. Should I be in the room? Mm. These lot gonna let me in the room. Do you know what I'm saying? So when I'm, you say I'm these lot, are you talking about like a certain section of our media? Not really, because I, I, I feel like I actually function kind of outside of a lot of that stuff, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I feel like my my ear is very wide, so I'm very yeah. aware of what people For are sure, doing yeah, outside yeah. of. The, the noise but also I guess I'm in the noise I go to the noise I see the noise sometimes I, I always feel like sometimes I don't fit well in it which is weird you know I go to places and that and I know people and whatever else but I'm like I just don't I don't know I just I f my behaviour doesn't feel awkward but inside I do I just yeah, feel like yeah, I don't yeah. know what, if I'm why am I here kind of thing a little bit but you know I when I go to those places I know who I'm seeing and who I'm not seeing too yeah. and who's invited and who's not invited yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and sometimes like you know I go for, I go for a long period of time without seeing you yeah yeah and I'm like okay I I look at that and I'm like yeah there's probably a section of what goes on that doesn't really look at you or talk yeah. to you or like invite you to things yeah. or be, be in spaces and stuff like that like talk on that do you how do you feel about that but that that's like a, like like that's why I'm saying I got into this place where it kind of feels like a superpower. So, do you know who inspires me a lot? Is, and maybe musically it would maybe seem a bit strange to people, but it's gigs. Okay. Because I remember I mean I've been a gigs fan from walking the park tape or whatever. It's like, but he was outside of it. Like I remember like. No, the establishment weren't trying to let him be a part of what was going on. And also the sound that he was coming with, it was seen as like, like it was a, it was a sound that was big on YouTube, but it almost felt like these guys had a lot of views and plays and stuff, but they, they weren't artists. It was just like trappers or whatever. You know, I'm not speaking on anyone in particular, but you know, like it was kind of like, it was seen as kind of, 
I don't know, and he wasn't allowed to play in a lot of places and. Yeah, like Giggs was definitely blackballed. Yeah, I mean, that's and, what, like an early level of blackballed, balling. And 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 he, but he didn't. He just kept doing what he was doing. Mm. And now, I mean, if you think about when when you talk about galas or you know establishment kind of black British excellence, when you think of someone, you think of Giggs. Absolutely. You think of Giggs in that that suit that fits properly. Do you know what I mean? That. Mm. And he, you know, you know, so, and I, you know, I seen that um, that Link Up TV uh, interview that he did, where he's talking about even this is from halfway through his journey. Mm. I think just before Landlord, mm. and he's talking about he didn't have somewhere to stay, mm. and he's he had to see he had to go to his cousins to like link his dog or whatever, or like the, his cousin would bring his dog to the studio or whatever, and um, I don't know something about his journey super inspiring because it's like he set a path now where like see what he's done all these kids that have come under him it's amazing like but oh it's do you know what you're so right you know that that is a you've explained that in a very good way because i like what you've done there because essentially what gigs has done the door that he's opened mm. up you are seeing the benefit of other rappers like really running with it now to yeah. bits. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, look at Rimsey, look at K-Trap. You get what I'm saying? Look at all of these, man. Like, you know, pot of paper. Like, these lot are, and they're doing, and this is what a thing that I actually wanted to bring up as well. I mean, I look at a different side of it too. I, I'm very inspired by, um, not only just them lot, but I'm also really inspired by like, Loyal Karnam, man. I talk about him all the time. I'm like, this Don, like, just, is the epitome of I'm gonna put my head down and I'm just gonna do my f forget the noise. I'm just doing what I like and what is true to me. And whoever, whoever can connect with that can connect with that. And the fan base that he's able to get from doing that is incredible. And we don't talk about it enough. He's and another like, example. Don did Alex, fam. He did Alexandra Palace. Do you know how much people that is? That's 10,000 yeah. people, bro. Yeah. He did that. He's, and do you know what? He just put out an album just recently. And before the album come out, he sold out Wembley Arena yeah. and is selling out Hammersmith Apollo. Like that is, Wembley Arena is what? Give you like, what is that? Like 20,000? That's like 20,000. And then what an extra, let me just give them an extra five on top yeah. of that. And that that is somebody who is again, away from the noise and another sex, another artist that like, and me, they don't really talk about too, too mm. much either. And that route super, ins that inspires me, bro. And I, I, I'll i bump in, I'll just bump. 12 and a half, oh, 12 and a half. Start at the same thing, 12 I'll and a half. I'll bump into him in the street all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, he's happening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like all the, and, and he might be walking as you or yeah. going to the gym and it's just like normal. Like it's not like, there's no fanfare. It's just, mm. all right, yeah, you doing? And it, he's, a, he's another example of like, and so for me, it's like, I guess, you know what it is? It's like, and I don't know if it's always the most healthy way for me to deal with being, uh, you know, not accepted or being an outsider, but it makes me push harder, I think. So for me, it's like, I can be, there's a bunch, and, and, and as I'm going around the country, I'm meeting a lot of these kids that like, like there's kids that are like 20, that grew up listening to my first album and they're I'm like they're like weird kids from the area 
that don't fit in. And I'm like, their gigs, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, yeah, even me saying, saying yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah, kind of strange. But kids that maybe are a bit left or a bit, and they're like, I see the way they're hugging their friends, playing, playing when I'm performing certain songs, and, but then they're making music now and you're seeing them come through and they're amazing. Yeah. So it's just like, for me, if I was like, if I was getting invited to everything and all that, I'd, I'd be cozy, I'd just be like, yeah, cool. Whereas because I'm kind of outside of it, it makes me push harder. Because I, yeah, I, I do, you see the, you, what you're talking about, the Ali Pallies and the, and the Wembley, I believe I can get it. Every time I, I put a, a show on in London, it's a bigger show, it's a bigger crowd, it's a bigger energy. Um, and so I believe that I can, take it there and I want to do it for all the kids that don't fit in and and I don't know it's it's like do you know what though it's not even that they don't fit in I think that there is a side in Britain uh, compared to America there is a side of the black experience but also just the inner city experience that is not being communicated like it's not being communicated we're we're, we're, we're getting there but if you look at, uh, you know, Kanye, Drake, J. Cole, Chance the Rapper, whoever you want to mention in that, Tyler, we, we, we're missing, I mean, we, we, like, Ken, Ken, did I say Kendrick? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I'm not, and I'm not saying that we haven't had, like, conscious lyricists. Obviously, like, Wretch is, like, one of the greatest ever, you know. But what I'm saying is there's, it's kind of like, We've got like, the street thing is now cemented. It's, it's there, like no, no one can take that away from us. And we've got the pop thing. And actually a lot of the time that, that kind of blends over. But I feel like the alternative thing, like why is there not, at the MOBOs, why is there not a best pop category or a best indie category? Like why, I don't understand. If where, I, where do you put, where do you put Cat Burns? At the MOBOs, where does Cat Burns fit in? Cat Burns is doing incredible, phenomenal stuff. Where does she, where does she, where, where would she fit in? I mean, that, these are all conversations. Sorry to interrupt you, but I have to say this, and I'm gonna say this so many times. I'm actually just gonna just keep saying it all the time. And I think I've said it before. But you know what, yeah? I am starting to lightly just get, just a tight, a slight bit irritated of when we just say black culture. And I have to be, I have to be, um, this has to go for me as well. Because when we talk about things and we use the statement black culture, oh, we need to do this for black culture, all black culture, this black culture, that. Yeah, what are we, what, what are you talking about? Like what, ex and I asked that as a question, like yeah. what are you actually talking about? Because there are so many different black experiences, yeah, that exist. There's so many different black people that come from, different areas, black people that come from different areas, black people that come from, you know, their parents come from different places, black people that are into, have different views on things that are in, they have different interests, they have different political views, they are, you know, they come from different backgrounds, financially, uh, status, all of these type of things, yeah? There's so many different sides to it. To turn around and just blanket statement oh, just, we need to just do this for black culture. It's like, who are you talking about? Because I think a lot of the time when people do that, you're talking about one side and then alienating this, yeah. that, and the fourth. 
we have to be a little bit more specific when we talk about that because it is it can be alienating and that's why when you start saying you know like about like not fitting in like what is that what is that what is that like not fitting in but i think it's not fitting in with an idea because i think like when like, i think a lot of well you we this is the thing you could feel like when we're saying, when we're talking about, or when people say, oh, you know, like we need to do something for, like we need to talk about that. Like, oh yeah, we need to do something for this and black, people need to be better in the black culture at doing. Yeah, like you're just talking about one side that essentially the other side that are not doing that or don't feel that way, now feel like they don't fit into this idea of what black culture is supposed to be. But we're not, it's, we're not all the same. We're just not all the same. Yeah. I like, think a lot of the time there's a conflation where I feel like when people say black culture or the culture, they're really talking about street culture, which yes. is a, which is a- uh, Say, let's say that then. And, and that's valid. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Let's say that. I think that, but I think that's, va but I think that's valid. I think street culture, you know, you know, I'm from the same place that everybody else is from. Like I grew up in Leightonstone, Thatch House. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's where I, I grew up. But it's like, there's, uh, yeah, I I th I, th I think you're right, but I think that I think that what happens is we are there's not a lot of us in Britain. It's not like America where there's like ten fifteen percent of the population. We're like three percent of the population, and so everything gets kind of you know like if you want to look at one extra, which has been obviously like really important over the last like twenty years or whatever, but like it's 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 been you know. And some really nice people, the people that I've met there, but it's been run by white people really for, for for the most part. That's what I've seen over the years. And that's fine, but it's like, that's just one. Ah, that's okay, changed now I, though. I, I feel like that's I'm, changed I'm, now though. Yeah, yeah, for 100%. Yeah. But I feel like what I'm trying to say is. Say it, my brother. No, no. What, say <laughs> it, man. What I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> is that the reason why black culture, we, we, we say the culture or black black culture or whatever, and we, we're talking about street culture is because it's being digested mainly by like, kind of like, like white 13 year olds really, like, you know, like who think it's exciting, you know? Like I think, I think hip hop culture in general has really cornered something quite masterfully actually, where like, um, like, you know, like in film, or in like entertainment, like violence is exciting, isn't it? It's like, there's no getting around it. If you watch a film and there's not like a car chase or a shootout, you're just like, what? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, unless it's like a rom-com or something, but it's still a punch up in the rom-com at some yeah. point, right? So it's like violence is, is, is and conflict and stru struggle and those things and trauma is exciting. And I feel like what's happened is black, people in this country almost are like, that's our stool, isn't it? We set out that stool and that's what we're selling, the mainstream. It, you know, the and, and that's what I refuse to do. Right. Like, because there, there's so much more to say than that. And I, I'm not knocking, because I enjoy a lot of that music and I'm not knocking anybody that does that. But I, what I do think is that sometimes kids, they'll get behind the microphone and the first thing they're gonna do I dip man down. I took yeah. the big fucking because four they five. Think, because they know it's going to work. Yo, my Don, this. I got the pack. 
<laughs> yeah, but they know it's going to work though when actually they might be <laughs> well, enough men say they got the pack and they don't even know what the fuck they don't even know what they're talking about but it, it, it works sounds though. hard it sounds exactly. hard though exactly i'm not gonna lie and, and we'll the pack it. sounds mad yo huh and it's just yeah 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 i got my sh- bro but i think the pack is like yeah i hit my man for the pack i flipped the you get what i'm saying and if I had the, you know, if I had the voice, if I had the voice. Oh, and the brizzy. Yeah. I got like the mix in the brizzy. You get what I'm saying? Everyone whipped work. Hold on, wait, one second. I'm not saying that like, cause I K-trapped them and they're dead things certified now. But what I'm saying is, is that like, you're right. Like everyone comes out and everyone was whipping work. Everyone was in the kitchen whipping. Big man, not everyone knows how to whip. I know that. Sometimes people are just learning it from the bars, innit? Yeah, yeah, like, they're just saying it. Yeah, boom, man got the brizzy and the pat, like, all of that, and whip this and what. You didn't whip anything, bro. Like, you didn't whip anything. Man, couple man, if anything, at the most, couple man might have sold a few scores. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Certain man might have just, like, dibbled and dabbled. Man went crunch one weekend. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It sounds fucking cool. It sounds hard. It sounds fucking cool. And I think that's the thing that I want to open up the option, whereas, like, you know, I guess like gigs almost opened up the option for a lot of guys that maybe didn't think they would have a, a career in music and they were just gonna be street guys or whatever. He's opened up a, a lane for that. I wanna open up a lane for kids that, there's a lot of nice kids that didn't need to to, to say certain things on records. Fam, there's a lot of man that came from these areas that just wasn't, a, and that's why I talk about black experience, bro. Like some of us came from the same, area and we all lived in the same environment but our experiences was different though. yeah do you get what i'm saying yeah some people some people had the experience of like their addiction in their environment they saw their family go through addiction or they've you know drug dealing has been a thing or you know there's been violence or there's just been like you know a lot of like gang activity or you know just a lot of like unfortunate um situations that involve maybe violence or whatever it may be. But then there's also some people that came from that certain environment. And you know what? Both mums and dads was at home. They came from a good home and stuff like that. Their friends was cool. You know what I mean? They did. They may not have had a lot of money, but you know what I mean? They, they, they had a circle of friends that just maybe was into gaming or just into fashion or whatever it was. And they just, they just stayed out of the mix. You know, on my estate, you had the lot that was, that were, you see them out all the time here and they was always hanging on this bit. And then there was also the people on the estate that like, you almost forgot that they lived on the estate because they go out, they just do their thing and you might just see them just come back. But they might not have the name because of whatever. Yeah, but yeah. St- that doesn't mean like, so then, we, yeah, like when we talk about black more, culture yeah. and we say black, oh, we gotta do this for like, who are we talking about? But because a lot of the time, you lot are just talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're just talking about that, but you're forgetting this, that, this, that, and that. Yeah. Everyone knows who the bad boys are in the area because they're the bad boys, but it's like, there's actually less of them than <laughs> everyone else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So like, the reality is that the majority of the time, the bad boys in the, there's only a, in the greater scheme of it, there's only, what, maybe 5%, if that, really, that are bad boys. Yeah. And so why is that everything that we're talking about? And even if you even if you go to a black wedding, say if you go, and a black black weddings are a perfect chance to kind of really get the all the different flavors 
of mu- like musically, how much crud are you hearing at a black wedding? Like like bars, <laughs> like not that much. Like you might hear like that's power changed, or something. You know? or, do you know what I mean? That's it's changing now. You go to the you go to the wedding, too much mixing the brizzy. No, but you hit that, but there'll be the moment for that. There'll be the moment for that, but it's not like a straight. What I'm trying to say is it's not like a straight. No, I hear that still. You might, yeah. Depending on the age, you know, you might still hear all the Luther Vandross and all that. Yeah, but my but my experience, when you're talking about being in the area, I think, yeah, like, I was fortunate. I had both my parents in the house. We were like, money was super tight. And it was like, they were trying to think down the line. My dad was kind of like the Coach Carter in the area, like they used to bring him into, he was a, a supply teacher, they bring him in, he's like a six foot black man, they bring him into the school to put the kids in line, you know, that's right. that was more, you know. Slight undertone there. What do you mean? Tad undertone. Oh. Oh, we need the big black oh, yeah, giant but, guy. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but real talk, I'm just <laughs> no, saying it. <laughs> no, because all the teachers were just like white no, women I'm in their joking. 20s that they didn't know what no, to do that. with the, the, they, that's, that's the reality. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a problem in schooling, I think mm. that, that, you know, that, that that's what my my dad was. That's they used to bring him in different schools and just come in and yeah and and, and so, but then he was and and he used to like tutor people like on you know a lot of the if you wanted to go to like like a lot of the black and Asian families in the area if you wanted to send your kid to a grammar school you sent them to my dad my dad would teach them how to do you know what I'm saying and um so but then. I, I had to deal with other things. Like I was going to school, my secondary school was out of the area. I'm dealing with, this is at the peak of like peelings. Oh, so, I remember teeth and phones. Yeah, bro. So I'm coming like this, just, I'm still experiencing everything. Did you get, did a man teeth your thing? I was, you know, I always looked older than I was. Right, so man. So people didn't really look at me like I was food, but <laughs> it was like. <laughs> 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 but 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 it was like you I was experiencing everything just on the buses and on on the roads but at the same time I'm coming out to Essex and they're like Dave this black person did this this and I'm having to like speak for my whole et- like my my race my area like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. like so it's like a different but I know I'm not the only person that that went through that and and and, yeah. and, and felt like that and I, and I come home and 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 um, you know, um, I come home and and, and people are like, oh you you know it's a bit of a long word, do you know what I mean or whatever and it's like oh they say what you okay yeah and you hit and them with like I don't know like blasphemous and they're like yeah yeah that? just any word like, like, where do you learn that you know but but so it it, it it but it but it was a trolling they know what I'm saying it's just more like they're just taking the piss yeah yeah you yeah know? you're like um, oh bro that was diabolical man's my, like what diabolical yeah 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 Ria what my cousins still do it to me now they Does just it? think it's funny. <laughs> But it's like, you know, I've got a, I got a lyric um, on my first album where I sing and I say, um, all the, uh, you know, all the rude boys thought I was posh and all the pot shoots thought I was rude. And every show that I'd go to, I sing that. And there's so many people like singing that mm. with like, okay. yeah. So I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Why is that line resonating? Because a lot of people feel like that. It's almost like, I don't know. And so that's yeah no I hear that yeah, no. yeah but 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 coming back round I always have a convoluted no no no, no that's fine we're podding yeah <laughs> but but th- that's why I feel bolder now okay you know, because I know I know wh- who I am and where I'm at and what I've, what yeah. my job is that comes with time as well yeah. man um, 
Let me ask your opinion on this, actually. Okay. This is another thing that I was going to feature a few times on a pod, just to ask a few people's perspectives on this. Um, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to play uh, a little bit of it. So. Seeing that a rapper from Migos died, I just wanted to go ahead and make a video about something I had a unique experience in. So I directed a bunch of rappers, people like Gucci Mane, Snoop Dogg, you know, uh, Lil Yachty, the list goes on and on and on, okay? I learned a lot of things, um, and I have left the industry um, largely over my political beliefs, but there is something I want to impart to people to hopefully, you know, make some sort of change happen. So I have a challenge to rappers, and I know some of you still follow me. I know a bunch of the celebrity blogs still follow me from trying to get news from music videos and things like that. So here's the truth. The truth is this. A bunch of young black male rappers keep dying. You know who's not dying? Record executives. The record executives that push for them to continue to make songs and create a culture that is obsessed with death, drugs, and sex. Period. The industry is obsessed with it, but those record executives, they're not dying because they don't push this culture on their own people. But they're encouraging you to push it on yours, and they're paying you handsomely to do it. The reality is I know a lot of you. A lot of you are good people, your family guys. You're not the image that you put out there to the world. Why? Why don't you be the example? Stand up. I challenge you. Be the example. Make music about the culture you want to see. Don't just get online today and talk about how, you know, whenever a rapper makes it, his own people take him down. Don't just make those videos. Don't be sad. Don't rest in peace. None of that stuff. Be the change you want to see. Inspire it in your community. Reach out to other rappers and say, we have to stop. We're being used. You've been used for a long time. You know, they create this paradigm to make you believe that you're so important and your celebrity status is worth so much. But in truth, you're a pawn in their game and you always have been. The government has wanted to hold down communities of people in different ways through different methods for a very long time. I'm going to leave it there still. Because mm. I'm going to play this a few times on different pods and that. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? I, I, I take it that that guy's white, right? Yes. Um, I feel like there's an element of what he's saying that is kind of simplistic. But there's an element of it, what, what he's saying that I, I agree with. But I feel like he's putting the onus on the artist when really it's not just on the artist, is it? It's like, you know, they're, they're just doing what works. Uh, and, 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 and the other thing that I don't agree with what he's saying is he's saying that it's a reflection of it it's not about for me it's not about just i i, I don't really care it like I, I, see, I see a lot of oh it's setting a bad it's a bad look it's a bad image of black people but to who like i don't really care what white people think like if they think real i can't i've never been able to do anything about that like if they if they think we're all animals they think we're tugs that's up to them like i'm just gonna get on with my life but I think where I do agree with him is that it's this selling and this is why I do think that like these conversations you know like we were talking about before like the conversation with Black Lives Matter and stuff I think it is important because I think there's still this inherent thing of 
the black man being this kind of animalistic like killer this danger in society and um even like some of our most kind of like positive you know like i call them pbms you know like positive black males you know like that they still are are able to sell violence trauma because the audience accepts it from them whereas actually if they were white the same human being but if they were white it wouldn't be people would be like get out of here with that gangster shit but if you're black you can do it and so I think that's where I do agree with him is that there's a selling of trauma danger and stuff that the black artist engages in but but the thing is is that is that on the, the really what needs to change is society why if 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 i say i went you know i live i grew up on the same street as tom hood school yeah if i had i'm from leytonstone right if i had gone to a different school what i'm trying to what i'm trying to say is i could Instead of, you know, I'm a singer, but let's just say I, I had a slight, my voice sounded slightly different and I, I just started. I could say a lot of stuff and people would eat it up because of the color of my skin. Mm. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> so I think that really in order for, in order for, in order for it to change society needs to change like society needs to stop looking at black people as dangerous that's yeah, where it yeah. starts because it's like you can't it, it, it's like it's like you can be convinced of something by someone's skin yeah yeah definitely that, well black is danger it's yeah. supposed to be red you know uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though or yellow. No, well, yellow isn't a sound of amber. So it's like you're getting close to danger. But, but, or you're in between danger and a green light, basically, a traffic light thing. Mm. But red is a sign of alert, mm. danger. But black is that, though, really, well, to it's, a degree. It's all but, rooted back into. I started looking up at, I started looking up like the origins of, of the idea of race. Interesting. And, and what I didn't realize, what, did what I didn't realize is that it's quite, a, it's a lot newer than I thought. So I thought that, you know, cause traders would come across each other and stuff. And so like, you know, if you were like, you might have come up, you know, if you were from here, you might have come across an African or an Asian, you know, on your travels, if you were a trader or something. But really the idea of race really begins at the same time like of like demarcation begins at the same time as colonization so what it's actually about is people that saw themselves as, as christian but we want to exploit these people how can we exploit them oh they're not actually human mm. they're slightly they're like halfway animal and so it starts there that's that was the reason why they were you know, slavery, mm. colonization, they excused it on a moral one because they were like, these people are not. And that's the, still the same thing that carries through today where it's like, I can sell you some gangster shit, 
because of, you think I'm tough. For no, I haven't proved it. You never see me knock no one out. I, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I haven't done anything of any to prove that I'm bad, but mm. you will take it from me versus the white version of me. Mm. And so I think that like, really, if there's money to be made and there's success to be had, some black artists are gonna go down yeah. that road. Do you know what as well? The simplistic element of it is that like economically, there's a massive problem. He, he's talking about a pers an American perspective, yeah? So this guy is American, well, he, he lives in America anyway. He, and that was coming off the back of Takeoff being shot, yeah. right? Um, from Migos. And he, the simplistic element is, you know what? If you don't rap about certain things, then this is not gonna happen. That's not true, really, because when you look at like the economical issues that they have over there, uh, there's big problems. There's, um, you know, look. let's look at their gun laws. I know that they are, what is it, their First Amendment or their Second Amendment or some shit like that. It's one of their, one of their first few amendments anyway, the right to bear arms. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that in itself is techie because mm. you have so many straps on the street that are not even accounted for. No matter how they try to legalize it and do this, that and the fourth, the reality is, is that if I can get a strap, I can get you one. Do you get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I might legally be able to have one, but we can get them out on the roads and whatever. And you can see then, the difference. Then exactly. And then you oh, also yeah. look at the, the, the conditions that people are having to live in and stuff like that, which then is going to play a part in hunger and what people are striving, especially when you look at the fact that you got some, in some places, some people are so poor, but some some, some places, some people are so rich and you put things like, I'm just simplifying it now, ironically, but let's say a gun law where everyone's got straps in that and these lot are mad hungry. They're already living in trauma, yeah? And then you've got someone else who has managed to acquire some type of wealth and whatever. He's managed to find his way out. The chances are you put yourself in a, in the the aim of danger and that's this is just what's gonna happen. That is bigger than just music. You get what I'm saying? I think that even if you do make certain type of music, this is what's gonna happen. However, I understand though, that some people's arguments will say, I hear all of that, but I don't hear much about R&B done dying or being shot and killed. I don't, you don't really hear about uh, someone who's singing reggae music, for example, yeah. being licked down and that. Like, why does it seem like all of these men not all of them, but a large percentage of them, or a decent percentage of them, are being licked down. What, what, what is that about? Well, you, you, obviously, you do make yourself a target if you're, whatever you're, whatever you're, you know. I, I, my my music's quite introspective and kind of like I'm talking about society and stuff. And so I'll sit down with someone and some people. Oh, I'll meet someone and people will feel immediately comfortable telling me something very vulnerable. Like uh, being, be, or they're, they're immediately comfortable being vulnerable around me because I'm vulnerable in my music. Whereas I feel like, you know, from like rappers that I've spoken to that maybe, or people that I know that are on, on another side, their DMs are just full of man, like look at, look at what I'm shot in this weekend. Or, do you know what I mean? It's like you kind of, you, you, you create that, you bring an energy to you that, right. you, that you've put, uh, right. put out there. Do you remember what Mitch said? Mitch said something that I thought was quite interesting when we was talking about 
manifestation. And we talked, I can't remember the exact angle of which he was coming in, but he was talking about like believing in manifestation and that. And I don't know how we got here, but he was saying, well, you know, you got to look at if, if you are in your music, for example, talking a lot about a certain type of thing, and I know that he wasn't, because I, I don't want to, I want to say this carefully, because I know that he wasn't saying that this is the reason why it's going to happen. But he was just talking about creating an energy. You're, you can create an energy. And when you create that energy, you're almost living within that energy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you are in your bars talking about, constantly talking about, I'm not saying these men are, just generally speaking, there's a lot of, yo, death, that, yo, flipping, I got my strap, I got this, that, and that, whatever. If we're talking about manifestation and you believe in manifestation, then I guess we can't be limited in where we go with manifestation. It can't just be, oh, I manifest, like, you know, I want to be successful, so I just manifest that. Like, we, if we're talking about manifestation, we're talking about a thought process and an energy and, you know, the things that you have around you and the people that you have around you and, you know, all of this type of stuff. So if a, a, a part of that is, death and trauma, even if you are successful and you have these things around you, then ultimately you're living in an energy that could make it very risky and techie for you, which could lightly, lightly, maybe not, if you are like super in the manifestation element of it, you can use that as a slight element of like, well, sometimes these are living in trauma. This might be one of the reasons why you're hearing a lot of these lot getting licked down, whereas, why don't we see R&B singers getting licked down? Well, they're manifesting Panan bread. <laughs> That's the reality. A lot of them ain't walking, talking about singing. They're not singing about licking a man down, really. Couple man might be. They're not, Jaheem did actually, and Jaheem yeah, got himself yeah. in a little ting, didn't he? <laughs> anyway, but like a couple singers might do, but the reality is that they're not really doing that. They're not really singing too much about selling drugs. Some of them do. I'm not saying they all, but some of them do. But a lot of the time they're singing about like love or gal or mm. relationships or whatnot. And where someone could probably break my argument down a little bit is that, well, how many of them are in successful relationships? That could be true. But I could also say that a lot of them are singing about failed relationships. And so <laughs> the reality is, yeah, the majority of them are in failed or shit relationships. So manifestation could lightly be a part of this too. Uh, yeah. I know it sounds mad, but like there might be something in that. You've just made me think of something as well, which I think actually- Another shout out to Mitch. He said that a lot better, but don't. This is something that actually connects up with what we were talking about before, right? And that's like with the, <sighs> R&B guys, you say they're talking about love making and relationships and blah, blah, blah. It's still, for me... And they still come from the same environments, by the but way. But I feel like that's still, for me, it's about virility, isn't it? It's about like, there's still... And this is why I, I'm so intent on creating this other lane because it's like, what... what like, why, why, do, why does a black man, if he's expressing himself, it's either violence or it's sex? Can't right. I talk about how I feel? Can't I talk about my insecurities, my hopes, my dreams, my my problems, my ups and that? Like the things that we all talk about, you know, like when you're with your boys, where you know that it, you know, 
you're close and you can kind of open up. Why can we not talk about those things you on, can. on record? You can. And and that's, so, like, okay, with the R&B stuff, it's like, that's not um, attracting, uh, you're, you're not bringing killers to your door, but I, I still think that it's playing into the idea of black people as being animal. It's, it's like we're selling, in, in that case, you're selling sex. Yeah, yeah, that's you're not, true. You're not, you're not, you're not selling violence. You're selling sex. Whereas, like, when you think about, I don't know, like Harry Styles, like the 1975, like oh, I fuck you know, with 1975. Yeah, I love 1975. The Arctic Monkeys. They don't feel like, oh, I've got to talk crud, or ah, oh, I've got to talk about. But they, to people. be fair though, their man didn't. Did they live in that environment? But some of the guys that. We, like I know what's some the, of the difference guys, really I hear what you're saying because there's some people that didn't come from that environment that are still talking it is that what you're saying yeah and I, and I think I think like you know I just think there's, there's there's so much more of a range there and I'm this is not saying that they're like artistically better what I'm trying to say is like I feel like they've got more room to express themselves however they want and that's society that allows them to do that whereas with us it's like Oh, I need to get this music thing going. Am I gonna say this on the track? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And do you know like, what? Can I can I just say yeah. this though? I believe that, but I'm 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 slowly, I'm slowly changing that opinion. And the reason why I'm slowly changing that opinion, this is something I wanted to just bring up before I lit I left here, was not. I know I'm talking about Loyal Kana again and what he's done, mm. but I'm gonna move it away from that. I recently went to Brixton Academy and I saw Koji Radical in Brixton Academy. And I thought, this is absolutely sensational. Mm. There was one point, like, I didn't think that in the beginning. I just went to the show and I was just enjoying the show and just watching him perform and that, yeah. And I was standing next to a guy called Marvin Sparks, who's like a, you know, he's a deep music guy, yeah. Standing there and then I'm like, I said to him, brother, it's kind of mad, like, Man's in Brixton Academy watching Koji Radical. Mm. Like, you would never, you would never have thought, really, that an artist like that would do that. Like, when you, when I look at, I'm a fan of this thing, and I'm a fan of so many different elements of it. Yeah, but at one point, I was there when, like, Brixton Academy wasn't even a. You just no one didn't even do that. That was a American. Americans mm, did mm, that. Mm, and then you know what? If anyone was gonna do it and did do it, it was tiny. Tiny blew up and he was having yeah. a moment and it was like, whoa, Tiny did Brixton Academy, bruv. That is flipping crazy. And then Tiny went on to do the O2 again. Oh my God, this is flipping mad. Like Tiny's doing that. Like you only saw Jay-Z and Kanye doing Watch the Throne there and this person doing that there and whatever. You never saw any of these guys, yeah? You never saw any of, you never saw any of the man them. And I say that as a blanket, yeah? That's changed now because then you're starting to see like a lot of the people that are within the noise, whether they're good or not, they're doing these venues and stuff. But Koji isn't a part of the noise. He's not a part of the noise. He is someone who has, again, built a fan, like, and I guess he's forced his way a little bit into an element of it. He will sit and tell you straight, like, I feel like an outsider. He's, yeah. you know, not a part of necessarily what is deemed as the whatever that is in it yeah but what he is doing is still 
breaking down an, another door for the people who are not necessarily that. And I just think if you can see somebody like him do that, and you can also see Loyal Kana do this, and you can see a few other artists doing like the Is Little No Twos or whatever it is, it's essentially show, slowly showing you that no, wait, like you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can make a great living off doing this. I think Koji's a great example. And I think maybe he was someone that we overlooked in this conversation so mm. far because um, I think he's had to make some adjustments. Yeah. I remember like when he first came out, he was very political. Yeah. I, I was like, I mean, I still am a fan, but like, I remember like when he first came out, I was like, raw, like, he, he, it was just like a, it was just like, you couldn't take your eyes away from it. It was like, so it was an intense energy and it was like, you know, and obviously he's he's had his growth as an artist, and um, but I think I think I, I agree with you a hundred percent. He's he's he he doesn't have to like he doesn't say anything, but I think I think what he's done he's 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 quite cleverly managed to kind of and I'm every I mean a lot of us do feel like outsiders, but he's cleverly managed to kind of have one foot in right. that kind of mm. one extra gala mm. GRM gala world mm -hmm. and one foot. He's oh. a bit left, and um, so I think he's a great example. Um, I mean, in in rap, mm. you know, um, with what I'm doing, it's like, you know, I I, th I think you know when when it comes to, I mean, I'm singing like you know, but I'm it's like sometimes I'll get, I got I got an award nomination the other day for a music video. It's like best R and B, but it's like. I was happy about that because I I you're love R and B. I grew you're up. You're not R and B done. I know, but I grew up. I grew up with that, so I was like, I was happy. But it's like almost like there's no. That's why I feel like with Mobos or Rated, it would be nice to have a section that is best pop, best indie, or best alternative. Just a best alternative category, mm. you know, so that we could yeah, have the you know me Hat Baker Connie Constance like we could we could actually. This could be something, there for us. No, I it, don't. It, in in the black award shows not right. not having to like because then you get other acts that have that what they do there's a few black acts that deliberately totally remove themselves from street culture like in its entirety the way they dress the the the, the, the interviews they do and i feel like but when you hang out with them they're just the same as us. I don't want to name no names, but I'm just I'm just saying like they're the same as us. But they've done it in order to kind of like what like for their music to work in another world. When I feel like I, I think Koji's a great example actually of someone who manages to tread all of those mm. worlds successfully actually. What's next for you, bro? Man, I'm like I'm like uh I'm like a plane that's taken off now. You know, like the hard work is getting off the ground. And then when I was talking about my confidence before, now I'm in the air. So it's like, how high can I go? Like that's 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 what I'm on now. I've already got my head's bursting with ideas. I've already got, an, I've got like two, I've got like an idea for a project and an album in my head ready to go, you know. But I've, all, or I've also got a lot. I see, I don't want to say too much, but there's, my my album The City Needs a Hero came out in May. May. Yep. But let's just say 
you know sometimes a, a, a film needs a sequel I know. So, so what is one thing that everyone needs to know about anything about it could be anything is there anything that you've seen is there a brand that you like is there a book that you've read is there's you know a, a instagram page that you saw that you liked is there anything that you've seen like what is one thing that you've seen that people should know about that's a really good question and it's kind of put me on the spot because there's so much that I'm absorbing. Man, I wish I'd had a chance to think about that one because it's like every day I'm taking in something. I mean, uh, don't worry. In, in terms of in terms of artistic perfection, uh, the last series of Atlanta I thought was. What's was that? The last series of Atlanta. What's that on? It's it's on Disney, I think, over here. Yeah, it's on, it's on Disney. Disney. Last series, what? You know Atlanta, D Donald Glover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen yeah, people talking about it. Oh, okay. Oh, that, cool. that is like, I feel like, and a lot of it's set over here, actually, this okay. time. And some of it's in Europe. But just like, if you want to look at the pinnacle of like, touching on the culture, but also really commenting on society I think that is the pinnacle that you know the Kendrick record um, Kano I don't know like I don't know I'd have to think about it more like there's, there's no man that's all good that's a good yeah, one yeah, still yeah. I ain't even seen it and I, now that you said that it's made me feel like I need to go and see oh that definitely so. so yeah I'm gonna do that um Bro, thanks for coming, man. No, thank you for, for having me. And we'll talk again. It's, oh, it felt like I've worked out some things in my head. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> what this is about. It's yeah. about exchanging of energies and thoughts and free thinking and just like, uh, uh, just expressing yourself, but not having it all figured out. I think that's really important. I, I think if there's anything that I always want to try to project is that like, I don't have it all figured out, man. Mm. I'm just trying to ask, Someone said to me today, you know, you ask a lot of questions, but you don't always say what you think. And I'm like, it depends on who I'm sitting with, I will. But I guess like a lot of the time I'm trying to confirm a belief or shape my belief mm, system. Mm, mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, and I get that from hearing other people speak. Sometimes someone will say something to me and I think, I don't even agree with that. And that's made me actually really think this even more now. Mm, mm, I mm. think this even strongly. It's sharpened it for me. But sometimes talking to people makes me think, oh, no, do you know what? I didn't even really think about that too much. Or, or you know what? Hearing two or three people say the same type of thing makes me think, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, like I just then I'm sharpening my perspective. So that's all like, this is about, man. And it's good that if you're able to do that, you just made I me think that. of something. So that made me think of, and I just started this book before I got on tour, so I need to pick it back up. Keith Herring's, you know, Keith Herring, he's like uh, Basquiat. So it was like Basquiat, Keith Herring, right. Andy Warhol, they were all yeah. rolling in the 80s. I started reading his journals and something you just said made me think he, he's, he's writing in his journal. And he's, he's, every day he's got like different ideas. I think this or you should paint like this or da, 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 da. And one day he just goes, do you know what? I'm writing here, but, I'll probably disagree tomorrow. Right. And that's what it made me think of. Yeah. I do that. Well, you know yeah. That? B being open to be wrong yeah. a week later or whatever and being fine with it. 
That's what you yeah. made me think of. I, I like now, I've got an, in my notes and that, I'll just think something and I'll think, now let me write it down. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And, and let me just, and I might come back to it and I'll just be like, right, do I believe, do I feel like that or whatever? But yeah, I do I do that all the time now. I just try to, even the other day when I was thinking about black culture and I was, mm. I was thinking like, what is that? And I even, that was the one thing that I tweeted more often than not, I don't tweet it. I said, I actually said, um, uh, let me go to it. Like I'll put these down and I'll just leave them there. And then every once in a while, I'll just come back and I'll just read them. Um, Cause sometimes when I'm thinking of shit, I may not even have anyone to call in that moment, and then I just think oh, I'll just leave it. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just write it down, and maybe I might, I might need it at some other point. But I was like, I just wrote, oh, we need to have a conversation about about black culture. It's used in such a blanket way. There's so many different black experiences, black people from different areas, parts of the world, um, who are into different things and have different interests and political views. Sometimes I think that people say we need to insert whatever words then black culture just to say something to sound like they stand for something and then I was going to elaborate what those things were but then life just took me into a thing Mm -hmm. but like sometimes quotes I might hear a quote and I'll just I'll write it down put it in my thing sometimes I'll come up with a quote Mm. and I'll just leave it in my in my thing but I'm just at a period in life now where I'm just trying to shape my own my own um, belief system, you know. I think belief systems change over a period of time. I've had a belief system on certain things, but then I've got older, and I don't always feel the same about some of the things mm. that I felt then. Living and, is. And why don't I? And that's the thing. Why don't I? Li- what is it that has changed that? Living like, is a life's work. Right. Living is a life's work, man. It's it's like I don't think we ever fully clock it. It's just you just you we're, we're growing. Mm. You know, bro. Well, love, man. Appreciate it. Thanks no, for coming, no, thank man. Thank you for having me, man. Enjoyed it. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.